All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony in fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. 
Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love, free of judgment, in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, little boo-boo babies. How's it going? (laughs) How is it going? My head was itching. Uh, It's going good. Another week, a weekend in in, uh, quarantine. Quarantine. Another weekend during the pandemic. Yes. Stuff is beginning to open up, though. Yeah, slowly but, but surely. Nothing really to where outside is still closed. Elements are open, but for the most part, the shit's closed and probably will be for a while. Yeah, still not going down. Yeah. We're going to be opening in phases, so we'll see how it how it transitions. But how was your weekend? My weekend was cool. Um, It was Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I need to really start making plans to go home on Mother's Day. Because I never do. And that's kind of trash. My mom doesn't live in the same city as me. She lives six hours away. So that's why I don't. But I need to because you only get one mom. <laughs> but this other than that, um, my weekend was cool. It was the same as last weekend. Every weekend. It is was the a same. copy and paste. Every weekend is literally. The same. But this weekend we had verses. So oh, yeah, we did. The new verses this weekend was Erica Badu and Jill Scott, which was amazing. It was beautiful. Three hours. I needed of, that. I need that. Yes. Three hours worth of music, storytelling, sisterhood, mm-hmm. girlfriend, gagging. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. You know, I was talking to one of my Good friends vibes. on Instagram. Good energy. And I'm like, wow, that live was really sisterhood personified. It was. We just got a chance to in, go, indulge in 
That was the best one so far. Yeah, that was a By good one. By far. I mean, musically, hmm. I think energetically, that was the best one so far. Like, overall, it was great. Mm-hmm. But musically, T-Pain and Lil Jon, that one was just... Well, yeah, this whole thing I is can't. an experience. Yeah. So, overall, this was the best one. I'm, I'm not basing this solely on the catalog, but overall, this was definitely the, the energy best by far. The energy. Um, this was a good and one. And we have beautiful catalogs. Mm-hmm. So, I loved it. I really loved it. The, they, Swiss Beats and um, what's Timbaland. Yeah. They did an amazing job pairing up these two queens. Yeah. The queens were ready. They had their little mini vibe set. Mm-hmm. Promo, merch. They had the promo. They had the merch. Got me a shirt. Same. It's going down. Um, um, they really made the best of this shit. Yeah, they did. They really it was a moment. A moment. A moment in history. They really capitalized on, you know, the versus experience. And Instagram was on board because they didn't have to keep logging on and logging back in the um, live. Swiss Beast probably got on there and like, yo, we trying to zone, zone, he, zone. <laughs> he told all night long, long. He long. asked him for the bandwidth. Probably after Teddy and um, Babyface, he was like, we can't have this because it's just gonna keep getting larger and larger. Every exactly. every time a new versus comes up, it gets bigger. Like we thought that T Pain and um, Lil John, Lil John was a lot when they had like two, three hundred people, four hundred people, and then Teddy Riley and them had what four hundred, five hundred, and now Jill Scott and Erica Badu was into the seven hundred. Yeah. 700,000. So he said there was a total of 6 million that came in and out. Wow. But 700,000 like consistently in one place. But like, what the? F- See, and that's what I'm saying. The queen energy hits different. When you pair up Erica Badu and Jill Scott, it's what different. do you expect? Yeah. What the fuck do you expect? And maybe they exceeded my expectations because I already knew it was going to be an amazing time. I already went in here. I'm like, I'm not. This ain't a battle to me. I love them both equally. And so I sat my ass down and enjoyed them. It was great. So that was beautiful. Um, some Oh, Erica Badu posted something saying that they got a total of um over a billion impressions. Wow. So that means like people in the live, people that visited the website, people that came onto their individual Instagram accounts. So a collective of all of that was over a billion impressions. I'm sure their streams are up. Oh, definitely. Money's into go- going being fed into their accounts. Yeah, definitely. Because of verses. And that's what it's about. My God, we're making moves. And thank God for Swiss Beats and Timbaland. <laughs> that they Timbaland, really flipped and tumbled this Timbaland bitch. Timbaland said after watching this, he wants to go. He, him and Timbaland, him and Swiss Beats needs to do theirs over. They do. Because the energy was just different. And then Swiss Beats was like, that's what happens with a woman's touch. They had this. They had a hidden different. This um, amazing promo. They had the merch. Yes. We just do shit different. Yeah. These men need to tap in and take notes. <laughs> yeah, they sprinkled a little bit of um, incense and. Frankincense and Frankincense myrrh. and myrrh, a little holy oil. <laughs> They dabbled it all. I'm like, okay. A little Florida water. Once um, once we turned on Jill, tuned into Jill Scott and she had the Nikki Giovanni playing in the background. I'm like, oh, okay. It's hitting different. Girl. We have some uh, words to communicate, a feeling to evoke. We stand a conscious queen. I'm like, mm, Jill, get in the frame. Right. Get in the frame and sit in the chair and let's I'm get like, it going. I'm like, what's the poetic? Flo- flo- F- flo- poetic. It's, it's poetic. It's Playing it's, in the background. Yeah, she had the Nikki Giovanni. Yeah. I had just watched her, Nikki Giovanni on... um. 
girl trek on Friday. Yeah. Like they had a live. And that old lady is snappy. <laughs> she has not lost her fizzle, her she flame. She hasn't lost a beat? She hasn't. She's not missing a beat? Not one. So what was the commentary? Because I know that a lot of people were standing the energy and the, the energetic exchange, rather, between Jill and Erica. It was all about sisterhood. And all the little queens everywhere were just floored and just like, wow. Yeah. We needed that. But the then healing. I know that there was some other dialogue that was going on on the back end. Um, I saw on Twitter that um someone had said that she didn't feel the same. Mm. She <laughs> said that um this conversation kind of brought up the various different friendship archetypes that exist and so there's like we have friends in different categories so we have like the high to body friend we have the shady friend or like the competitive friend mm -hmm. subtle we, compliment yeah we have um the mom friend the mom friend mm -hmm. the ride or die friend um she was just saying that there's different type of friendships in that we have to kind of categorize these friendships or have a criterion for the friendships because you don't just you can't just become friends with someone because of like or resonance. Right. Like um, friendships stand more on stand on more than just being able to relate to certain things. Mm -hmm. Like in order to have real deep and intimate friendships, you have to have friendships that kind of go beneath the surface and uh, have more of a dynamic to them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like there are different types of friends. And yes, you definitely do have to categorize and also have a criterion for people that you're really calling your friends because it's easy to find resonance or like anybody yeah. like you know that's not hard um but that doesn't mean they need to be your friend and i've learned that the goddamn hard way <laughs> <laughs> some of these bitches yeah um but anyway she was saying that what she picked up on the energy that she picked up on during the um femit forward live with yeah. our, our queen the, the female is the future is female yeah. <laughs> yeah future is female erica and jill she was saying that what she picked up on was um a little bit of underlying shade mm. and competitiveness mm. and i was like oh you know what i will pick up on one i will say what? that there was only one time which i thought it was more like sister girl banter what? when she was like i wrote that song for you because you know you needed one but then but that they was said kinda, she didn't write that song. I know, she but was it was more like, funny. yeah, more like kind of funny. But maybe that's the energy that she was picking yeah. on those little underlying maybe, little maybe. like nice, nasty comments. Maybe, maybe, you know, she's more in a more tapped in space than I am. Yeah. Like I wasn't watching it from that lens. I mm -hmm. was just, you know, receiving it as it was presented. presented. Yeah. Um. At face value. Yeah. You know, yeah. right there. So she was saying like, you know, there was a little bit of that that um she was picking up on mm -hmm. and so she saw it from a different lens than the majority because the majority of us felt what we explained earlier yeah, you yeah. know that empowered feeling. and Love, liberated right yes so um that that just led me to think because there are varying perspectives and i'm always open like you know to the <laughs> and i'm always open i'm always open to like you know maybe because i wasn't looking at it from that lens maybe i did miss something mm -hmm. like not saying that what she's saying is facts mm -hmm. but i know that there's a possibility to miss things mm -hmm. but what i do agree with um the most is her idea about friendships and there being the various archetypes and having the criterion for who you're calling a friend yeah and how we're defining sisterhood for sure and another thing that she said was that's why it's important for you to have your own standard and yeah. definition of what sisterhood and friendship looks like because it's easy to get like swamped up and like this only looks this one way 
But really, that might really not be a vibe. For you. For you. Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there are some people that have friend groups where they're all like a little shady towards each other. Like I've witnessed from the outside looking in like friendships where like there's a lot of breakaways and like maybe two people will discuss one person and the other person is completely oblivious. And then like the other people, will, you know, mm -hmm. like a mm -hmm. whole bunch of little mini. Yeah. Like even though you guys are a crew, there's people who are closer than others to one another. Like and we're closer not, and it's deeper than being closer. Like you can be closer, but I'm saying like there'd be shade being thrown yeah. or things that can't be discussed collectively about one of the people right. in the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sisters, <laughs> <laughs> we have to stay woke. Stay woke. We have to stay woke for show. Yeah. Um, but that conversation and that, that perspective and, um, this lot, that life all tied in perfectly with what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and we'll get there. And we'll get there. First, we want to... We want to tell you about how you can be a sister to us. Period. Okay, because this is sisterhood, honey. Make sure that you are rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast, following us following us on Instagram. That's very important. Mm -hmm. And the way that you uh, do that is just take a minute, pause, go over to Instagram, press follow, come on back, and then leave your rating and your review. Yes. It's really easy. The ratings and the reviews are very important yes. for this show. Mm -hmm. They really help elevate this platform. Yes. And the follows are in, on Instagram are equally important. Equally. So if you care about us, if you say that we're your sister, then grab hold of our hand and do your part. Please. Okay. So let's read our review of the week. Mm -hmm. This comes from Tweety. Okay. Tweet, tweet, tweet. tweet. Right. Mm. She says, yes, I love y'all energy and I love this podcast. I always feel so enlightened after listening to you guys that I want to share the information with everyone. I've been listening for a few weeks now and finally decided to leave a review. Thank you. That's what you do after you like something. Yes. I truly like look it. forward to listening to you guys every day while I work out. Keep it up. I love it. Love you. Thank you, Tweety. We appreciate you leaving Thanks, this Google. review. And um, yeah, everybody else, if you haven't left one yet, get over there and leave one. Yes. It's a requirement. Another way you can support this podcast is by joining us over on Patreon. Yes. So Patreon is a platform that creatives are using to garner support from their community. This is a monetary journey. Yes. Okay, but we do give something in return for your dollars. We give a lot. We give a lot. What do we give? Um, well, this week we kicked off our first book club. Yes. Um, so we're doing that. We also do our mid month check-ins, mm -hmm. which will be dropping this week. This week. Um, we also do affirmations, audio affirmations. We do visual affirmations every month. Then we have our playlist that just dropped on Friday. It's banging. Yes. Then, um, we, what else do we do on there? Um, sometimes there's video content, video content. of the shows. What we're doing today is what we usually do over there, which is our insecure wind down. Yes. So we're going to be doing that. So we've been doing that weekly, which is nice. Yes. Um, and just engaging over there a little deeper than we can necessarily engage over here. Yes. So we want to invite you to join us. Join us over on Patreon. That information is down in the show notes. It go down. And we want to shout out our two new patrons this week. Mm -hmm. We have Iris. Hey, Iris. And Ivana. Hey, Ivana. Beautiful. Welcome to the squad, Iris and Ivana. Gang, 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 gang. Also, we have our secret Facebook group, the Black Girl Bravado Podcast Homegirl Hangout, mm -hmm. that you can join us over on Facebook. Really easy to get in there. Connect with some other homegirls. Yes. Okay. So... Actually, I forgot my part. 
last week <laughs> last week's episode was episode 141 better together shifting culture with our own the affirmation that we shared is i'm striving to make my community better than i inherited it so in last week's episode we chatted with our brothers lee and dustin of our own our own is a nonprofit organization which seeks to create opportunities for the black community through our own lee and dustin um are strengthening the community through consistent life-changing experiences while also providing access to resources for mental, physical, emotional health to the undeserved. So Lee and Dustin were generous enough to share their journey of why they created our own, how they support and show up for black women and the ways that we can collectively improve our communities. So if you haven't tapped in to that episode, listen, uh, we share some ways where you can donate. The link is in the bio and just, this is a time right now where we all have to come together. Yes. And if you can, do yes simple enough and you can do in various ways yeah. with your time with your the coins mm -hmm. um yeah support volunteer mm -hmm. and help okay reach so, out and touch other people other people in the middle of this global pandemic mm -hmm. so um this week like germany said usually we do our insecure recaps over on patreon and we're going to continue to do that but this week we said let's take it on over to our main platform mm -hmm. because this needs to be a message heard wide and long <laughs> we needed to reach it. the masses so we were talking about um sisterhood in the beginning of the show and um what that looks like and if you're watching this if you haven't watched insecure stop this episode because there's going to be spoilers spoilers we let you know already so don't drag us don't mm -hmm. now here we go continuing on so this last week of um this last week of insecure episode five titled low-key moving on mm -hmm. shit has hit the fan again shit has been hitting the fan this is a pretty layered um season <sighs> this season is layered af it is layered so let's get it this is the episode where the block party finally kicks off Issa has been working on this block party which since i didn't expect it to happen this soon you didn't? No, I thought it would be like a, maybe more like a finale type episode. Oh. Like maybe we would have a lot of work up and build up to I'm get into the I'm happy it part. happened because that means like this won't be the main focus. Now we need to get to the underlying issues. Which we'll get there. So this this episode starts off with is the actual block party. And um, Issa's been working on this since last season. It's finally happened. She's hit some bumps in the road. Last episode, y'all know that her main headliner had dropped out. Right. Schoolboy Q. And so she was f trying to figure out how she was going to secure a new headliner. She asked Molly for her assistance because Molly's boo, Andrew, new boo, Andrew, works at Live Nation and he is the plug. Right. Molly and he's fine <laughs> as fuck. Fine, fine. Ooh, every time I see him, I'm like, mm. But I went to his Instagram yesterday. He has a black queen. If something happens between him and that queen. <laughs> I Andrew, will be his queen. <laughs> Andrew. She's available and interesting. There's a new queen. Um. So anyway, <clears throat> Issa had reached out to Molly for, you know, assistance. Mm -hmm. Like a good girlfriend would. But uh, they weren't on good girlfriend terms. I know, but I'm just saying. That's what you would think you could use she your resources. Think, she would think, but right. Um, Molly basically told Issa, like, you know, I want to protect my relationship. And so I'm not going to ask Andrew to assist you on this block party figure it out which is shady boots in so many words that's what she said like you know you're gonna have to figure this out on your own because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna help you this time sis so that's how that last um episode ended and so we start off this episode with mom i mean sorry Issa 
up at the crack of ass crack of dawn at 3.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Scrolling through Instagram. You know, we'd be waking up in the middle Bored. of the night picking up our phone. Mm-hmm. And um, she saw that Nathan was active on the timeline. Right. Now, we know Nathan is the one who ghosted her ass. Nate. Last season. But he's come back around. So... She sees that Nathan is active on the timeline, asks him why he's up, and then that leads into a phone call. So they're talking, and she's basically expressing, you know, her little nervousness about yeah, the Yeah, like party. that she's a little stressed, she's worried, just kind of the imposter syndrome that she's feeling now that everything is basically what it's going to be what it's going to be, but she's just feeling like, it's not going to be good enough that she shut down Market Street for no reason. Yeah. That the artist won't show up. Just the worst case scenario that it'll rain. That so, it'll just be a wreck. Yeah, it'll be terrible. Yes. So. And he affirms her and letting her know it's going to be good. They've been talking about this since, since last Coachella. year. It's going to be a hit. Don't worry. And she thanks him for his assistance. Yes. We don't know what the fuck the assistance is at this point. We don't. But he, she thanks him and he's like, yeah, anytime. Whatever, whatever. Yes. Kind of goes forward a little bit and we are essentially back at episode one where we picked up where she says, I don't fuck with Molly anymore. Right. So we see that, oh, she was on the phone with Nathan. Yes. Talking and we, to and we, we also see why she doesn't fuck with Molly anymore. Exactly. Because, um, all of these episodes leading up to this moment, there has been tension. Actually, I'll say the tension started at the mixer. The tension between her and Molly for sure started at the mixer when Molly pulled up to the mixer and was upset because Andrew was dating other women. She was feeling some kind of way about it. And at that same mixer, Molly fi- Molly finds out that Condola has a relationship with Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Issa didn't tell her, but that's because Molly didn't answer her phone when Issa called. And um, Molly is like kind of... Feeling some kind of way about the condola and Which, Issa relationship. I mean, don't be more hard in the paint for me than I am. Like, if I'm working through it and working with condola, like, I get it. You my dog. That's my dog. Right. But calm down. Pitbull, get out the skirt. I get it. You yeah. got my back. But I'm trying to gracefully move through it. I need you to also be in cahoots with me because that negative energy is affecting my wellness. Yeah, I don't think Molly's behavior in that moment was warranted. No. Like, because... And she was selfish because also in that moment, she was like, I need to talk to you about Andrew. Very like, selfish. The timing. What? And Molly, that's been a consistent theme for Molly. The timing at which she addresses issues has been problematic for me. Mm-hmm. Because, bitch, I just had a successful mixer for my block party that I've been stressing about. You're coming in here talking to me about your man dating other women. Now is not the time. Right. You haven't even asked me anything about the mixer, how I'm feeling, how it's going. Right. And because that's why we're here right, right now. You haven't addressed that. It's just, it's just all about you. So Disconnect. for Molly to call someone selfish. Yeah. Bitch, you're selfish as well. Yeah. So anyways, yes. At that moment, I think that's when the friendship took a turn. Yeah. Because Molly came at Issa with a low blow. Mm-hmm. Saying that Issa loves mess. Right. I think that's when Issa tapped out. Honestly, I think that's when she kind of started to check out. Yeah, I think they just haven't been on the same page in every every instance where there's an opportunity for communication, it goes sour. Yeah. Like and she's just like, "Yo, I cannot. We're not we're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. We're not on the same page." Right. So, back in episode 5, we're at the block party now. We are at the block party. We see Issa's doing her thing. She's mogling, she's being the boss, <laughs> the head bitch in charge, making things happen, so on and so forth, but before we get to the block party also, 
we hear Molly getting ready. We see Molly getting ready for the party. For the block party, yes, with her boo. With Andrew. her boo, Andrew. Molly's in a cute little two-piece number. Yes. Andrew's looking sexy, waiting on her to get ready. Mm-hmm. And Molly is just talking big shit about Issa. And I didn't like that. She's like, that bitch didn't show up. Like, if you had an issue about me not showing up to the dinner, take it up with me. Don't, like, fester it up. I mean, suppress it. Harboring. And feeling. then, really, like, you're not cool. Now you're talking bad about me not being there for the seafood tower. Right. And Andrew was like, well, we don't need to go to the block party because obviously you don't want to go. You have these negative feelings about going. Like, why are we going somewhere that you don't want to go? Right. And also, she said, do you want to just punish her by not showing up or you want her to fail? Or I mean, he was like, you want to punish her by not showing up? And she was like, maybe. Yeah. Which is a little bit of a foreshadowing to Molly's character. It was childish. It's very childish and mean, nasty. So black at the block party. Mm hmm. Issa runs into Condola like, well, bitch, oh, you decide to show up because right. I've been banging your line and you haven't been answering. Mind you, you're supposed to be helping me with Mind this whole you, thing. Mind you, you were my partner. Right. So Issa's like, you know, hey, Condola. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad to see you, basically. You didn't know, know you were coming. Didn't know you were coming. Condola's like, uh, yeah. I didn't think I was. I didn't think I was. Um, Lawrence didn't tell you. And now this is where we are privy to the fact of where we were, well, to the fact that they broke up because we were left on a cliffhanger in episode four. And if you want our thoughts about that, then you got to go over to Patreon because we gave a full little right. spiel about what we think about that. But anyway, um, so she Condola confirms says, they break up. Lawrence didn't tell you. Lawrence and I broke up. And this is when I said, Condola, you know what? I expected more from you. I thought Condola was more um mature, mature for sure that was unacceptable the lack of communication the disappearing act was yeah. completely unacceptable bitch because first of all what does you and lawrence breaking up have to do with the block for your commitment to the block, block party. party it has and the zero whole thing to do is, we already agreed that lawrence wouldn't be a factor in what we were doing so Verbally, now that y'all had broke a clear up, cut crystal clear conversation that about is no that. tea so now that y'all have broken up how the fuck is it my issue Although I will say, I think that now is her issue because Lawrence has expressed that he probably still has feelings for Issa. Still not my issue. Still not. Those are Lawrence's feelings. I didn't express to you that I have feelings for him. And furthermore, you all are broken up. I know, but that's what I'm thinking. Like to make her shut down completely. Not that it's wrong. It's actually right. But I mean, not that it's right. It's actually wrong. But that's what I'm thinking. Condola was dead ass wrong. She was dead ass wrong because honey, no. And then she apologized, but never admitted to like what was going on. Not like we broke up. I've been going through some things. I don't feel comfortable working with you anymore. And I was unable to express that like, I don't want to move forward with the block party. Don't just say, sorry, I disappeared. Bitch, I know you disappeared. (laughs) Right. I've been hearing you haven't. And if this block party would have fell through. Bitch, like I was calling you about the flyers. You're not answering. I'm sure she called her about the headliner. God. Wow, Issa, and even more kudos to Issa for pulling it off. Yeah. Without Condola, without her Molly's assistance. Like, she really was working it on her own. She was. Mm-mm-mm. But Condola, yeah, she she dropped hella levels for me. I'm like, Condola, goodbye, bitch. You're basic. Your storyline ends Communicate. Here. Right, She right. could have communicated. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the end of her completely. She's going to pop up. I don't think it's the end, but I think for right now, we're taking a break. Hopefully it doesn't get real messy and her and Lawrence and Issa go into like a little love triangle type thing, like a back and forth trying to figure out who he wants to be with that type vibe. Cause now, Lawrence, don't figure out who you try. No, because uh-uh. now let me tell you, 
now there's no reason for Issa and Condola to be friends. There's also, there are, there's already a severed tie before they were gang gang. They were pretty cool. Yeah. And it was like, we're building a budding relationship. We like to work together. They were really homegirls. They weren't connecting. really homegirls, but they were starting to be cool. Right. That, that's why I said there was a budding connection there. It yeah. was starting out. Right? right. But now it's like all ties are severed. Yeah. There's nothing. There's, it was too close for comfort. Right. Which makes me lead me to believe that this is the perfect opportunity for Lawrence to swoop back. But I don't in. even know if Issa's interested in Lawrence to this capacity. We'll see. To that capacity. I don't know. And I honestly hope the bitch is not. You don't get to, we're not creating I know. the love triangle. Listen to her thoughts in, <laughs> on Patreon. Listen to her thoughts on Patreon because she's anti Issa and Lawrence together. So anyway, yeah. So that happens. Um, also at the block party, I wanted to make note that Tiffany is struggling. Yeah. Baby Simone has Tiffany dragged by the bottom of the ass. And I think what they're trying to put light on is the fact that she has postpartum depression. Because when she said that she stopped breastfeeding, um, baby Simone, she was like, her loss. Right. Like, who says that? Right. Who says that? And Derek is really stepping up and being an upstanding father, showing out more than any father I've seen. And for that, he deserves an award. But I know we know that Tiffany has this nasty little personality. Like she, I don't, I don't perceive her to be any different now that she's a mom. You don't think? I mean, but nasty towards your baby, towards your seat. I think she just has that like whatever type of energy. Like no matter what, she definitely has some issues where she's not. She's like, damn, I'm a mom, but you she's know, still processing because she's definitely still processing. But you know her energy. Yeah, but I don't think it's her energy this time. I think she really is suffering. Maybe she'll admit that. Maybe that'll be something that we explore I in her character. I think that's going to be an issue. The lead up. Yeah, that's fully revealed. Like, like really, guys, Derek I'm might not be happy. like, you know what, babe? Like, what's going on with you? Mm. Or you maybe know, that that'll because, be a nice deep approach. Yeah, to take the layer the layers off of the show. Yeah, and I mean, I know the sh the show is like a comedic show, but they do get real. So yeah. if they got real there, that would be nice. Mm -hmm. Because Tiffany is like, nigga, it's your kid. You and they've me. already started alluding to like black women struggling. Yeah, with the maternal death, death rates. Yeah. For black women. Yeah. Um. Also, did you notice when Molly pulls up to the blog party, right? And Issa was like kind of surprised to see her there. Right. And then. They had the faux hug. They had the faux hug and Issa was like, oh, you came. And then Issa and then Molly was like, of course, I'm your best friend. Like, Molly. Right. <laughs> Why are you saying like, I'm your best friend? I know we're friends and we're struggling right now. Yeah. Like, we're not on good terms. I would have been like, OK, but, you know, there's been beef. And I mean, that's no fault to Molly completely because Issa has not been communicating like she should have during this funk. I mean, neither one of them have. But Molly at least attempted to do the, the Thanksgiving reach out and Issa just nipped that in the bud and there was never another attempt. Another I think that's up. when Molly was like, OK, bitch, you know, they both had their points where they're like, fuck it. You yeah, know, the, and we, we kind of do that. The next attempt was her trying to get Andrew's help. Remember when she called him was like, hey, girl, so how's everything going? OK, everything's I'm stressed. My headliner yeah. dropped off. Do you think Andrew could help me? Yeah. And Molly was ready to open up then. Yeah, she was. Um, and also, like, at the block party. So we're at the block party. The block party's going on. And um, Molly and Andrew kind of had a moment where Andrew was like, you know, it really takes a lot of work to put on something to this um, magnitude. magnitude. 
Um, maybe that's why Issa has been kind of acting the way she's been acting because she's been very busy. And then Molly was like, you know, yeah, I can see that. And you can see Molly kind of softening up. Yeah. Some of her anger leaving and her kind of understanding. And so we and see. And she even took her some wings. Exactly. She was like, I know you probably haven't been able to eat. Mm-hmm. It's just been such and a disconnect. And that was another moment where they were going to connect before the It was intern, an olive branch. Yes, before the intern popped up. Yeah, it, the executive assistant. The executive assistant. <laughs> it's been a, yeah, Molly has been offering a few olive branches. She has. And ways to try to like connect with Issa. She has. But it just falls on deaf ears. They it does. I would have been like, okay, and then I would have said, "Give me back my wings." <laughs> and they also, they also had a little moment during the wobble. Yes. When um, you know, they were dancing with each other and connecting, and I, at that moment, I was like, okay, they're gonna figure it out. Silver lining. Sure. They're gonna figure it out. They're like, you know what? It was gonna kind of be a. I don't know if it was gonna be like a brush over. Or what, but definitely it had created the space for them to be able to like talk communicate without there being so much tension. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of took some of the tension away. Yeah, they're and laughing, so, they're dancing, they're having a good time, they're bending over, wobbling. Yeah. Wow, black people love a wobble. The the block party was a success. We yes. had Sir, we had Vince Staples, we had some other hometown Alex local Isley. acts, Alex Isley. Mm-hmm. It was going well. Yeah. It was going well until it wasn't. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and... Also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. 
Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So... If you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. 
Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. And so the block party is wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Vince Staples' manager runs into Molly and Andrew. And Vince Staples' manager was like expressing to Andrew like, yeah, thanks for the connect. Thanks for the connect. You know, come at, come backstage and talk to Vince. Yes. And Molly's like, connect. Yeah, she's like, where'd you hook up? She was like, connect. And then Andrew was like, oh, yeah, I hooked I hooked Vince up with Issa. And then at that point, Molly's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, Nathan reached out to me, asked me to just plug them. So I just sent an email really quick, very casually, like it was nothing to him. He's like, yeah, it was nothing. At that point, Molly storms off like, hold on. She catches a glimpse of Issa out of the side of Molly's her like, eye. Molly's like, now we got to talk. Now talk. we got to talk right There's here, no right now. There's no more pushing this to the side. I don't give a fuck where we're at. The we Luther to- Van draws here and now. I would have been like, hold on, wait a minute. And that was one of my issues. I don't think, again, that this was the proper place for Molly to address Issa. No, it was not. I don't think it was the proper place. She could have called her the very next day and been like, Everything was great yesterday. The event was a hit. You know, it was nice that you were able to get a headliner that Vince came out. No, 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 no. That's doing too much at this point because, no, Molly feels completely disrespected. I wouldn't be saying all that. No, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm glad the event went off without a hit, but there's something for us to talk about. Vince being the headliner and Nathan being the person who plugged y'all. You're saying that you can't can't be kind enough and say it was a hit because we're I'm thinking about real emotions and that's not realistic. It is realistic. Well, for me. You're just going to call and immediately just start going in? You have your opinion. I'm just saying you're just going to call immediately and start going in? I would be like, you know what, Issa? I'm really upset with how you handled handled securing the the headliner. Like, I really, and that's just me. Like, I don't really feel the need to cushion some. Like, I'm really upset. My authentic feelings are that I'm upset that you went behind my back to use Andrew to get your headliner. I'm upset. Well, I like to do the sandwich method. Yeah, you like to do the sandwich method. I do. I like to say it was good. I had a good time. The good with but the bad in the middle and then period. the good on the end. Yeah, that's my approach. And I would be like, no, I'm upset. Yeah, you could still be upset, but you can be nice too. You can do either or. Yeah. N- neither's wrong. Your way's no. not wrong and my way's not wrong. Right. So. But Molly's way was wrong. I think Molly's timing was horrible. I don't think that that was a perfect I don't think that was a good space for Molly to address Issa at all. And then getting loud. So it goes from zero to a hundred nigga real quick. They getting ready to come to blows, putting her, putting their thumbs and fingers in everybody's faces. It got ugly. It got really ugly. And they exchanged some very harsh words, things that you might not be able to take back. And that's where I think the friendship is not going to be able to be repaired or won't be able to be the same. Because it was disrespectful. At that point, the exchange was completely disrespectful. And it was like, these are feelings that you've already had. And now you've been holding them back. And now this is what you really feel. You think that I always need your help. And then Issa thinks that Molly is always is a, me- is a message. But she thinks everybody else is a mess. And that's why you She's have like, to talk. You're going to lose Andrew. <laughs> and Once Andrew she bring up, brought in Andrew, I'm like, Issa, that was inappropriate. And Andrew was right there. I'm like, okay, no. And then the brother came in. I'm like, you know these the fish will fight. So I'm like, Molly, you better back up. So what are your brother thoughts? might jump on you. Do, <laughs> do you think that Molly was 
do you think that Molly was wrong? And do you think that Issa was wrong at all for the way that she handled securing the headliner? I think that Molly is entitled to feel the way she feels about not wanting to um, mix her business or, you know, mix that sector of her relationship. Bringing Andrew in and bringing, you know, connecting him and Molly. Mm -hmm. That was her original feelings that I don't want to be imposing this shit on my relationship, no matter how it goes. That's okay for her to feel that way. But I don't think that, and I think it was more messy and petty than anything because her real intention wasn't the fact that, hey, I really just don't want it to go bad and then it turned into a thing for me and Andrew. It was like, I'm not sitting here about to help you when we not on good terms. Mm -hmm. Because if they were on good terms, I'm sure she would have been like, oh, I'll, I'll look out. I'll hit up Andrew and ask him if he could, you know, send an email, plug you. So she just doesn't want to help her and she wants her to fail because now Issa has her shit together and she's doing well. So <laughs> she is. She's on the up and up. She's on the come up. And and I think that I don't think it was wrong for Issa to use Nathan to ask Andrew because you're saying that the issue is you don't you personally don't want to impact or impose this on your relationship. Okay, bitch. Well, now I'm not involving you. I'm involving Andrew, but not you. I'm not going through you. So, yes, it's a little like mm -mm -mm -mm, but you I didn't ask you for help. What if I would have never even brought I don't think Issa was wrong. And my the thing the thing what I'm trying to say is what if she would have never gone to Molly at all? And been like, do you think that Andrew can help me out? Like, and reach out to somebody? And she would have only went through Nathan. That completely changes the situation. But she did go to Molly. So that has to be considered. Because she did. Yeah, but but what Molly said is, I don't want it to be an issue. I don't want to blend those she, two parts of my life. She wants to protect her relationship. And she wants to keep them separate. Right. That's what she said. I want to keep my relationship with you separate from my relationship with Andrew. Right. Meaning you are technically in the middle of whatever would go on between us us together yeah so if i'm going around and i'm not imposing i mean i'm not putting you in the middle no t and i get that's your nigga i get it but you also didn't want to help me <laughs> i think that um i just think it wasn't i think wrong. that Issa held some responsibility here now i i do agree that molly was being completely nasty petty. and petty when she said what she said about not wanting to ask Andrew because again her and Issa have some pent up issues that they have not yet addressed right and mind you initially first she said yeah I'll ask yeah she did she was like I'll ask and now, right. now all of a sudden you don't want to ask right and I mean people can't change their mind you are you that, can't change your mind but, but I'm your best friend this. remember so anyway that's what I would have said same way Molly said I showed up because I'm your best friend dead should have helped me you're my best friend so um, what was I saying? That Issa has some responsibility oh, here. I was saying that, um, I agree with Molly. Damn, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, the way that I feel like Issa is responsible, needs to be held accountable is that I think that she was wrong because she did go behind Molly's back. Now, if Nathan called you, and you expressed to him that you needed some assistance. And Nathan has his own separate relationship with Andrew. And he is willing to ask Andrew to assist with securing the headliner. I don't see a problem with that. I do see a problem with Issa not saying anything to Molly about it. Because, again, Molly said her issue was she wanted to not be involved. She wanted to protect her relationship. So that's why she didn't want to ask Andrew. That doesn't mean that Andrew can't assist. It just means that I'm not going to be in the middle of getting him to assist. Right. 
So I think that Issa, as a woman of in with integrity, I would have been like, you know what, sis? I know that you didn't want to be involved, but Nathan reached out to me and he said that he's willing to have Andrew assist. And so I said, great, because I really need a headliner. He's the plug. And this is, has no effect on you and Andrew's relationship because you're not involved in it. You're not asking him to do anything. He's doing this because his roommate, Nathan, asked him to right. do it. But the real issue is Molly's upset that he's even involved, period. That's really what it comes but down to. That, that was found out after the fact. I know. But not knowing that, I, that's what I would have done. Molly, you receive it how you want to receive it, but I'm saying that's what I would have done. Outside of how Molly takes it, Issa, as a woman, I think was wrong because she did not give Molly that respect as her best friend. Because, yeah, that she did go behind her back, and she did backstab her by doing that. Backstab? <laughs> She Shit. did because she backstabbers. She did do. She did do that because her intention, Issa's intention behind it was, yeah, bitch, you wanted to see me fail, so I went around it. I went around to Nathan. I don't think it was more of a backstabbing. I think is that I'm not going to fail because you want you don't want to help me. Not that you want to see me fail, so now watch what I'm gonna do. I think that she just figured. Nathan is also connected to Andrew and ultimately I have a rapport with Nathan. Nathan has rapport with Andrew. So I don't only have Molly to go through, but I'm not going to fail if I'm only relying on Molly. And that could, all that can still stand true with her simply saying to Molly, like, I don't know what you have going on, but I'm just trying to have a successful block party. And Andrew is helping me through Nathan. Right, but it's and not backstabbing. your relationship backstabbing. is protected. To me, personally, it's not backstabbing. Your relationship is protected. Yeah, I so, mean, she could have been she could have been forthcoming and said, you know, I'm going to get his assistance, but it seems like they're well beyond the forthcoming aspect of their dynamic. Like, right now, they have so much. <clears throat> well, they were also well beyond that when Isaac were the favor, too. So if they were well beyond, we have to keep that same standard throughout. Like, they were well beyond when Issa called her after they've been having funk and beef and throwing low blows and asking, hey, can you ask your nigga to right, run a I favor when, for me? I think it got even worse when they talked. I mean, after she said, yeah, I'll find out. Okay, now we're on one accord. Like, okay, cool. You'll find out. And then when she called back and was like, actually, no, I'm not going to do it. And Issa was like, what? Like, you know, I don't have any other... Like, they were never cool. Plug. No, I they haven't had the con they haven't had a real conversation. Right. But what I'm saying is it got even worse once Molly said, yeah, I'm not doing it. Like, and I'm keeping these aspects of my life separate. Then Molly, I mean, Issa was like, what? Like, what do you mean separate? It turned into even like thicker funk. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's going to continue to be because they haven't had an adult conversation. But my whole point is, I don't think that Molly is the only one wrong here. I, in my opinion, Issa does have to be held accountable for the role that she played, not only in this situation, but she's been playing her role in the situation before we even got here. Now, Molly is the ultimate nasty bitch. Yes. And I wonder if it would have been different if Molly wouldn't have showed up. Like, Issa didn't even know she was going to come. I think. Like, would they have even talked about it if she would have been like, you know? Talked about what? Like, recap the event or found out like, oh, Vince was the headliner. Would it even have been a big she deal? She probably would have found out from Andrew, maybe eventually. I don't know if her and Issa, I think Issa have pretty much written off maybe talking to her. I don't know. Which is another another thing to consider. Like, if I'm not fucking with you and we done and I don't give a fuck, I'm not fucking with you like that, then I'm doing what I got to do to make sure that I'm successful and then whatever else going to happen on the back end. So it didn't even seem like she was concerned 
the community. You know what I'm saying? To even who was concerned, Issa. Issa. Like, I'm not fucking with you. I'm doing what I got to do. We might not even talk after this. So whatever. She didn't even think Molly was coming. Well, if that's what she thought, fine. But if that's not what you thought, then no. If you thought that we were still going to be friends, then bitch, you didn't think you were going to be my friend. Because if some, if my friend does that, I wouldn't be happy with her. If my friend went behind to my nigga or got my nigga after we've already had a conversation with it and didn't come back to me with the, some updates about a new conversation, then I would be like, um, okay, yeah, I don't know anybody else who wouldn't be kind of sidetracked by that. Like, um, okay, like that's weird, but okay. That wouldn't be okay with me at all, for sure. But it also would And also, Andrew needs to take responsibility. Take it up with your man. Andrew needs to be held accountable too because he knew right, like, he was aware of he was aware that there was tension in between between Issa and Molly. And he's also kind of negating the fact that uh, the way whatever Molly feels about it and also making it trivial because he's like, bro, that's your best friend. Of course, I helped her out. Yeah, I he's agree. even saying like take he's taking the bigger bigger what is that called High road. higher road the bigger road he's taking the higher road and it's like yeah i helped her i sent out an email it should be no big deal but molly was so quick to forgive him period he embracing his ass and i'm like i'm hey. like molly if we're gonna be mad let's be mad because andrew did have a, a role to play now if although his intentions weren't bad you still there again the miscommunication because he could have went back and said babe nathan reached out to me yep he wants me to help Issa by getting vince to headline how do you feel about that i know y'all beefing right now is it good am i cool to move forward with exactly. this exactly he surely could have so what the fuck <laughs> but i'm like molly why are you so forgiving of him because that's how we be doing and that's not sisterhood I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying you're saying it. I'm, like, I'm just saying in general, like, that's not sisterhood. That's what happens, though. She's because like. Because you're okay with Andrew. Yeah. You you up in my stabbing face. Stabbing you in the back, but you're not okay with. your. You can't accept it from Issa. The backstabbing just takes on another. Now, if Andrew didn't know, like, say if Andrew was completely oblivious and didn't know that Molly and Issa even have funk. You know what I'm saying? And he just got a call from his roommate to run a favor. Then, Okay. But Andrew was well aware that there are some it issues. It seems like Andrew knows that there's issues. He does know. Mm -hmm. He knew. He has some inclination. Yeah. So we're putting it on Andrew. <laughs> we're putting we it on these Andrew men. Address. We need We're putting it on these men. So do you think they're going to be able to come back from this? Because this is a thing. Like when you, I think. She was like, bitch, I should have dropped you a long time ago. Which also makes me feel like she thought she was better than her this whole time. You think that's what she meant? Yeah, I think she said that because she said, you been selfish, your selfish ass. I think she's saying I should have dropped you a long time ago because you're selfish. I think I, it, it was so much going on. She was like, you think everybody they were going. My mouth was wide open. Once she said, bitch, bitch I said, hold I was on. Like, uh -uh. In that connotation, like, oh, no, now we fighting. And there's a thing like once you get to exchanging energy like that between a friend. It's hard to go back. It's like breaking a mirror, the cracked glass. Yeah. Because, bitch, hold on. This is how you were feeling. Like, it seems to be a little deeper than this current issue. Mm -hmm. Ben should have been, and I'm selfish, and I'm using, and hold the fuck up. Yeah, they're saying things that can't be taken back. To me. Yeah. To me. Like, it's hard to repair that and come back from that. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, like you can, you probably even can, but the, the friendship is going to look different. Then like we all in public going crazy. 
Yeah. You people think you pulling out a gun in my function now. Is it done dispersed? I'm like. I didn't know that they thought she pulled out a gun. I thought they thought somebody else had pulled out a gun. I thought they said she got a gun. (laughs) And then that guy said niggas can't have nothing. I'm like, you know what, Molly? You ruined it. It was ending well. And you ruined it. You ruined it. And that's now now the weight falls on her shoulders. You ruined it. It would have been one thing for me to take accountability for not communicating how I got the headliner via your nigga. But now that you've come and literally single-handedly ruined the end of my event, all that goes away. Yeah. Like none of that, that's null and void, bitch. Now you need to apologize for that. And I don't know how you're going to come back. I don't know how you could pay me back for that. I don't know how you can pay me back for the words that you fucking said to me. Yeah, the words are one thing, but damn, my event... (laughs) my event like we put this on for the city and now everybody's running for their lives what the bad press like yeah like it ended terribly and you just get to walk around walk away hand in hand with your nigga and leave me here to pick up the pieces right nobody's here to help me clean this trash up pissed off i really you know i really want to see molly as as much as she's upset at Issa. i want to see her have a real conversation with andrew about how that made her feel about how his actions made her feel. If she never addresses it again with Andrew. I don't know. because Maybe fake. maybe in the next episode. Because he already apologized and said. Babe I'm sorry for starting shit. She was just like. Embracing him. Like it's okay. Yeah. That's what happened. She That would have been a perfect time for her to be like. Andrew you know that we weren't cool. Now it's kind of hard to backtrack. Into next episode. Well you they, know sometimes they come back like you know. This is what else happened. Yeah like. You know, yesterday I was reflecting, thinking about the, what happened. And, you know, I just really feel like however you feel and then say however you feel. Yeah, We're going to see. This is going to be interesting. We have five more episodes to go. And, you know, I thought it was funny that Lawrence didn't come to the block party. I thought that we were going to see Lawrence when all those black people were walking up. I thought up, Lawrence had pulled I up. I thought Lawrence would, which would have made for a sticky TV because so now I we think that's had. what they're trying to tell us is like Lawrence is not with Condola, but that don't mean he's going to be with Issa because he ain't even at the block party supporting her. Hmm. You know? Because Issa said that, the real Issa, Issa Ray. Yeah, not Issa D. Said that Lawrence is intentionally dating right now. This is him intentionally dating. So maybe he realizes that the relationship between him and Issa has ran its course and he does want to be in something serious, but I don't know if he wants to be in it with Issa. You love to share the narrative of they've moved on. (laughs) That is the narrative that you want. We'll see. We'll see because this is like a classic story of boy meets girl. They're together. There's hardship. They go their separate ways, dissipate. And then come back together. So we'll see. We really will see. You want the fairy tale. No, I just think that there's a lot to 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 see and there's a lot to say about how they've both matured. He's kind of led on to the fact, like kind of foreshadowing that he either has the girl but not the job. Then he has a job but not the girl. Like he can't seem to get it both. When him and Issa seem to be very compatible, there's a lot of chemistry there. And maybe there's a lot of growth that's also transpired here. Then we also see Issa on the other hand where she's mentioned, damn, I feel like I prepped this nigga for whoever's next. Like I got the nigga with potential and now he's fully become the Michelle Obama. Okay. He's become. (laughs) And now I'm stuck and I don't like, you know, I shouldn't feel this way. But ultimately I do. I put in the work. 
So maybe now they're at the point where they realize like, we've grown. Maybe we can grow together. Maybe. I don't know. They've both done their shit. They've um, both done their shit. There's still some shit that needs to be done. I know, but I'm just saying they both had their, their time throughout the season as we've grown with the characters and as they've developed. We've seen Issa go through her whole phase. I need to watch season one again where she was cheating with Daniel. Mm. She was cheating with Daniel. Yeah, that was a messy season. That was a messy season. And in season two, we have Lawrence being sick with the banker. Like, you know, a Tasha. lot. Tasha. A lot happened. So we've seen them both be hoey, hoish, hoers, horse. <laughs> and, you know, maybe now they're over it and they're going to be two pieces. We're going to see. We're definitely going to see. But what we really need to see is if these bitches are going to be able to be friends. That too. That's a big part. Because. And P everybody sees it's wrong. Everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Tiffany, Kelly, oh, everybody's yeah. like, what's up? Well, everybody knows. And also they've had individual conversations. Molly had an individual conversation with Tiffany. Issa had one with Kelly. Mm -hmm. And they know that, you know, it's beef between Molly and Issa. They need to have a conversation. Everybody else is, and that's what I'm talking about. Everybody else having conversations, but y'all. Yeah, they need to sit down. Y'all need to sit down, talk, and Real figure rap. it out or decide we're not going to be friends, bitch. But the way y'all carrying along, coming to people's events, acting the motherfucking fool. You should have kept that at that wedding. Wedding? That was an event. I mean, that was a meme. The Bella Noches? Oh, I'm like, girl, what wedding? <laughs> no. Um, coming to people's club. Right. You should have kept that at that wedding. Yeah. They need to either figure out we're going to figure it out and talk or we're just not going to be cool. Yeah. Whatever. But this talk is too toxic. It's been the nice, nasty shady friendship the underlying shade overlying shade for far too this long this point and it's like you know what you bitches need to separate yeah because it's toxic no britney spears <laughs> y'all toxic it's toxic and you guys aren't getting anywhere and now more people are getting pulled in this is impeding on your relationship molly andrew has been pulled into nathan it. has been pulled in nathan he needs to be pulled out and sat down well shit he was helpful he was a resource she was able to lean on him. Do you think Issa's a user? No. Honestly. <laughs> Why? Because she was like leaning on Nathan for her help, for her his help? She's leaned on multiple people. But do you think that it's like a user, that she's a, overall a user or that she just is resourceful? I think she's like more resourceful. Okay. You think she's a user? No, I think that she has used before. For sure, because she was using Molly. She was going to use Molly when she asked Molly to help with Andrew. Because, girl, you weren't even cool with Molly. And now you're calling Tom out. Hey, can you do me a favor? And now that she can't do the favor, you're not fucking with her. I think use, when I think of the word use, especially in friendship, like, no, I wouldn't say that she was like using Molly. I personally wouldn't because technically like they, they are still under the guise of we're still best friends. There's something wrong when they were shopping in Bristol farms, they admitted like we're off right now. Doesn't mean that we're not best friends. So I wouldn't just completely throw out everything that they have all the history and be like, now you using me and we ain't cool. Like girl, at, no. th at the end of the day, until we decide we're not friends, like we're friends and we're going through hard times and we haven't been communicating. But if I know that you have, a plug or you can help me out hopefully we come out on the other side of this it's not using you because if you if we were on good terms you wouldn't be like damn bitch you using me for my nigga no but it's about protocol 
It's about the way you go about it. Like, yes, of course we are friends and we do eat friends, exchange favors. But at the same damn time, if we can't talk about the real issues and you're only talking to me when you need something, yeah, I'm going to begin to feel a little used here. If that was an ongoing theme in their friendship, then yeah. I it could be that. a one-off too, though. Like, just because somebody doesn't do it all the time mm. doesn't mean that in that instance, it wasn't true, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be, you always use me. It could have been, oh, that time, bitch, you used me. Um, And again, I, I, I just feel differently because if I'm funking with you and I call you and I'm like, hey, I need you to come pick a, pick this up for me. Like, I, I'm stuck here or there. I just figure, like, we're not cool, but that doesn't negate the fact that we're friends. And you're helping me in my time of distress. So you, everybody's going to be using the friendship. Like, hopefully we're using each other. We're friends. We're leaning on each other. So I don't, maybe I don't like the word use. I like leaning in and leaning on. Dad. <laughs> That's what I like. Lean in and lean on. Yeah, but it needs to be, I can't, when I lean on you, I need to be able to stand up. You can't just lean on me. Right. But that's not the case here. Actually, it was a case there with them. It was a case. <sighs> I'm saying that they've been best friends for far too long. Like, bitch, I'm really dying here. I'm desperate. And you know it. And we're friends. And we're working through our fucking issues. And I'm not. I think that's help, the thing. They're not working through their issues. That's what makes all of this a fucking mess. Because they're not working through their issues. The issues are occurring, but they are not working through them. The issues what they're are just piling up. And the, but they're, they're And they're seeing, being passive aggressive nasty and not ever get into the root of what really needs to be addressed. And that's why it turned into them calling each other bitches and almost about to square up. Right. Because they want, but in their heads, they want to get to the issues. They want to work out the issues. So it's under the guise that they are. It's under the guise that what they are working under, working on them. Yeah. Like there's this, but they're not right. In reality, they aren't, but no mentally they think like, we're, they we're trying to that. make time to talk. They haven't, though. They have not made time. I know, but that, uh, like, okay. So they haven't been working out the issue since before the pie, right? Before the pie, it was like, hey, in Bristol Farms, we need to talk. I'm going to be headed to this event. Okay, let's talk. They said Actually, let's talk on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving gets passed over. Actually, can we talk at another time? Yeah, let's talk at another time. And they never so talk. mentally, they think, like, we know that there's an issue, and we know that we're trying to figure it out and get to it. Is it really happening? No. But are they going to be like, yeah, we're not really working out our issues? No, they really uh, they really perceive the fact that like something's wrong. We need to talk. We just haven't gotten around to it yet. Mm. <laughs> this show. I think they initially had set out to, you know, work on it. But then after so long, they just said, you know what? Fuck it. You know, like this is what it, this is going to be. And, you know, that happens sometimes mm -hmm. like. With friendships, there's an issue, right? Yeah. And you don't have a conversation. It's just kind of like, okay, if this is what our friendship going to be like now, then this is our new dynamic, you know, without even having a conversation. Yeah. So I think that's where they were at. Like, our shit has changed. We're no longer friends like how we used to be friends. You know what? Um, and we don't ride this out till we don't, till we can't no more. I'll tell you one thing. Um, My... This happened to me. Mm, what happened? Sis? Yeah, it did. This <laughs> happened to me. No, just that whole dynamic. Like there's something that creates tension. Right. 
and then you're unable to talk about it for whatever reason or there's efforts being made to try to talk about it but it never gets talked about yeah and then you just accept the friendship for whatever it is at this current space like this is the new dynamic like right i don't know what else to tell you and that's where i am right now that happens all the time this is the new dynamic. So I think that's where they're at. Like, you know, we're not actively working on it. We know we ain't working on it. We just accepted that this is how our friendship is right now until the shit bubbles up and explodes. <laughs> and clears the space. And you know what? Sometimes I will say personally, it's not always about being mature. It's about talking. it being difficult. It's about it being difficult. It's about timing. It's about people wanting to hear what you have to say. So, I mean, there's elements of maturity, but I don't think it always goes back to like, damn, you being immature, we can't even talk about it. It's not because in reality, it's not easy because sometimes you're like, am I tripping? Am I the only one who's feeling like this? Or sometimes, and sometimes people, it's ongoing. Sometimes it's consistent, like continually being the same issues. Yeah. And it's like, actually, this is draining. And sometimes people aren't on the same page. Like you may be the person who's aware that like there's something off and you may have the desire to talk. Mm -hmm. The other person may not be receptive and might kind of make you feel crazy. Like what? You know, ain't nothing going on. Yeah. We don't need to talk or, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes then, you're just done trying. Yeah. Or you're done trying. Yeah. Because I had a friend, have a friend, have had whatever. <laughs> um, they get rich or die trying. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and... We haven't spoken since June or July, July, maybe July, August, and we're coming up on a year. And that, that, that's been a year Yeah, where it was been, you know, like, okay, well, I'm always here. If you want to talk, I love you. You know, the vibes. Yeah. Um, but I can't chase after you. Yeah. It turns into the new normal. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, another month we don't talk. Another month we don't talk. Another birthday. Like you didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Another Thanksgiving, another Christmas. Yeah. Here we are, another New Year. Another Mother's Day. Like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, yeah. And again, I don't think it's about maturity. I think it's just a matter of like, sometimes people need their space to whatever capacity to work out whatever they're going through. Like, it don't even got to be nothing you, you know about. Yeah. And I, we gonna see what happens with these queens. And like, yeah, sometimes after the space, you do come back around some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. And then you figure it out. And sometimes you don't. You don't. I think these women are going to figure it out. They are. That's the, That's base, the, the show. Of the show is based on, yeah. <laughs> That's the show. But baby, there's going to have to be a lot of apologies because the words that were shared, the words that were said from both ends. Sickening. We'll see. We'll see. If you enjoy this type of conversation and you want to engage with us about Insecure, make sure you follow us on Patreon. Become a patron because this is where we usually have that sort of dialogue. Mm -hmm. We want to give y'all a little peek, sneak peek over here. Yeah. But yeah, get on over there. Engage with the girls. We're going to be doing this next week. And other than that, we'll see you. Yes, we will. Have a good week. Bye. Love you. Bye.